When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gentlemen, welcome. Jeez. Wrong show, brother. Welcome uh, to the NXT Rundown. I am your host, Ginger, and Mr. Titty Man himself is here. Jason is here. How are you, sir? Of all the things I've been called, that might be my favorite. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> is that uh, no? Ambrose was Titty Master, right? Titty I'm Master, good. yeah. Yep. I'm not. Uh, I'm not treading over anybody's turf here. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> No, doing well. It's uh, it's been nice since we last spoke. I have broken out of quarantine, uh, cleared back to interact with the real world, and realized I hate people, and I'm going to stay in my basement from now on. I don't um, blame you. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's been nice to be able to actually get back and sort of even doing something as simple as running to the store and seeing another human being was nice. <laughs> Not that I don't love my family, but it's nice to see people outside of your family every now and then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's it's pretty fucking not not a whole lot going on. Oh, that's uh, how about you? Oh, I've had an interesting day. There you go. All right. Well, that usually makes for a good story. <laughs> so my dad called me today, and oh no, I'm sorry. He came home from work a little bit early, and you know, he he runs his own business, Newton Glass and Garage Door. If you guys ever need a garage door window repaired, hit him up. I feel uh, like he owes us something to plug here. This is like the nah, third week in a row to plug nah, this nah. shit. Yeah, it's fine. Well, he, he <laughs> allows me to use his internet to do this podcast, so... Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's fair game. But, uh, no, he came home, and he just... He had a look on his face, and I was like, what's up? He's like, I'm pissed. And I'm like, oh, boy. So, he took a look at his account today. His business account, just to make sure he had money and you know everything's up to date. And all of a sudden, he sees a charge for a hundred and fifty dollars from a Dish Network. And uh, now we, he had Dish under my mom's name when she was still alive, and they, it was all under her name. And uh, so he's like, "I need you to call them." And see why I got this charge. So immediately, once he said 150, I knew it was because when my mom passed away, that broke the contract uh, 
when I called up and told them we were canceling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they told they gave me specific instructions, and I did those instructions to stop the $150 charge from happening. Oh. So I call them, and I'm like, yeah, got a little bit of a problem here. Um, you guys took $150 out of my... I was playing as my dad. Um, yeah. And I was like, you guys took $150 out of my business account, not my personal account. I did not authorize this. I do not have auto pay. I want my fucking money back. Like, oh, well, let me, the guy says, oh, let me look into it. About five minutes later, he comes back and he's like, um, well, that, that account was sent to collection. So it was probably them that charged you said, no, it, no, it says dish network on my statement. Guy's like, well, it, it had to have been the collection agency. He's like, no. I'm, I'm so like, collections no. has no right to, to dock your account. They have to get payment from you. Oh, and neither does Dish Network because he didn't have auto pay or anything. And this wasn't an account that they, that my uh, mom had paid with uh, all the time. This is, they went back. So apparently my dad looked a little bit more into it and <clears throat> they, uh, they tried to charge my mom's account. And that doesn't have any money in it. So they retracted. They, it got declined. The charge did. So they went back even further to a different account that they paid with and took the money out of there. Wicked illegal. Can't yeah. do that. Right. So I told them that. I said, listen. I said, you guys just pulled a very illegal thing and I want my fucking money back. I did not authorize this transaction. You went into an, a business account that we paid with once or twice and found it and charged that account. That's illegal. Right. So uh, the guy's like, oh, no, it was definitely the um, collection. He's like, no, no. So I said, all right, let me talk to your supervisor. Talk to the supervisor. I went full Karen mode here. Um and I told the guy, I was like, listen, I, I explained to him, I said, you guys took this out. I did everything you guys told me to to stop the $150 charge from happening, and you guys still took it from me. He goes, all right, uh, let, me, let, me, let me look into it. About two minutes, he comes back. He goes, okay, so what, 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 what we're going to do is you're going to call us in 24 hours, and we will issue that refund. I said, I want my fucking money now that I did not authorize you motherfuckers to take. He's like, well, I, I can't do that right now. I said, you fucking get your ass moving. I said, if, if the money is not pending to go back into my account tomorrow, after the 24 hours have gone by and I fucking call you guys, I said, you guys are in deep fucking shit. He goes, okay. I said, yeah. I said, I will fucking call you guys in 24 hours. And if I don't have that fucking money pending, there's going to be issues. So now I have to call them at 2.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and make sure I check the account and make sure that my money is being, well, my dad's money is being refunded to him. Well, this is a fucking cliffhanger. Now we won't find out until next week. Nope. 
Way to draw him back in for next week, Ginger. Good fucking job. right. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. Uh, yeah, that. Like, like I said, like twelve times. That's so fucking illegal. Yeah. Like I, pl- I plan on contacting the Better Business Bureau after oh, I get my yeah. money back. Absolutely. Oh. Uh, because I can only imagine the amount of people that they've done that to. Oh, bet yeah. They've probably made so oh, much fucking money. The off first, of that. yeah. Oh no, absolutely not, and that's why they did it. So, my I, I told my dad I'd deal with it because he's got enough shit going on right now, and um, I also had to deal with another billing issue with my dad. It, this one was actually his fault, but so his electric bill, uh, the house electric bill came in, and all of a sudden he sees a charge that says um, a forwarded balance. He's like. What the fuck? He's like, I paid this two months ago. So he paid it two months ago. He got the next bill, and it said, thank you for your payment. And then this month, it says, forwarded balance. So I call, and I'm like, yeah, a little bit of a problem here. I was like, we have a, I have a confirmation number, and you know, everything should be all set. And she's like, yeah, it was declined because you put in the, the account wasn't valid. I'm like, oh. <laughs> shit i was like all right uh and obviously i don't have his account information in front of me and shit so i'm like uh i'm gonna have to look into this i'll call you back <laughs> so i ended up having him look into his his account and it never came out so that happens i mean you know you type in the wrong number or say the, the computer picks up the wrong thing that you're actually saying and shit can get fucked up because he just pays over the phone so it's just, it's one of those deals where just a little mishap happened. But I yeah. thought it was a little weird that last month's bill said it was paid, but this month it said it wasn't. I thought that was a little weird. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how they do that. Well, it does seem strange. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, it didn't come out of his account, so he definitely didn't pay it, but yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, and then just my kids were driving me fucking nuts today. I mean, that's the usual, but... Your, your story of impersonation reminds me of one of my favorite work stories from when I first started. <laughs> I've had this job for over a decade now. Mm-hmm. But when I wanted to relatively new, I'd been there probably a year, maybe less. Um, and my boss now actually had just started, and he was mm-hmm. working sort of... We were in the same department, but sort of lateral sides of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... But we both reported to the same supervisor. He worked right next to us. So he was one of those people who every month would um, cancel service or threaten to call and cancel service so that they would give him a better price on his stuff. Yeah. Um, not, not necessarily one of those things where it was like his contract ran out because that's usually they give you like a year on those things. But it was like, oh, they've got a better promotional price, so I'm just going to call and fucking cancel. Um, so he would do that like all the time. So one day he's doing that at work. He's on the phone with the with the people and he's on hold. And something comes up. There's a, there's a fire in the building. He's got to get not a literal fire, but a figurative fire. Mm. Um, he's got to go deal with. So he grabs the phone and it, this Indian guy who's just started working here and just started working for him. He goes, hey, hey, come over here. Take this. If they answer, just tell them you're my boyfriend. And he just walks <laughs> out. <laughs> 
That's awesome. <laughs> and the look on the guy's face is like, I, I don't know what to do here, so... Uh... Um, yeah, it just reminded me that you're impersonating somebody else on the phone with the salesperson. Um, yeah, I've been pretty quiet on my... Obviously, the fact that I've been stuck in the house hasn't lent itself to me having many great stories. Uh, I already talked about my fence being completely destroyed thanks to the windstorm. <laughs> Uh, my mom got her first dose of uh, the vaccine today, which makes me happy. Nice. So, uh, you know, and I week from tomorrow, I'm scheduled for my first one. So, nice. Should be uh, hopefully start getting some uh, being able to just go out and feel comfortable in public again will be nice. So, speaking of, looking forward like to that. Uh, now that I think of it, uh, 13 days until I uh, I get my shot, my first one. No. Although, I don't know how it is in New Hampshire. The story came out today. Um, there's such a shortage in Massachusetts that apparently now they're telling people, like, even if you're eligible, you might not be able to get it till next month. So I guess what happened was they, of what they shipped now, they, they've done so many of the first doses that they are now, everything that they've shipped has, has to be sort of tagged for second doses for people oh. so that they have them to apply yeah. them in time. So they're not getting many, like they just got a 250,000 dose shipment, I guess, and like Mm -hmm. 20,000 were available for first appointments. And that was it. Because everything earmarked. So, Uh, I mean, it it sucks that 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 is happening, but with this new Johnson Johnson one uh, that was approved and Everything else, I mean, hopefully that'll help kind of... I'm curious to see how that goes, because... That's a single-dose one, right? It is a single-dose one, but it's the reports are that it's less... Like, you hear... I shouldn't say less effective. That is sort of misleading. But, like, where you hear Pfizer and Moderna are 95% effective. I think this one was, like, 70% effective. Mm -hmm. Um, So people hear that, and they're like, fuck it, I don't want that one. Yeah. But in reality, it, it's it's about it's comparable in terms of preventing serious yeah. uh, complications, serious reactions. You mm-hmm. might get mild symptoms or something, but mm-hmm. that would be it. Um, but I think because of that, people are like, I don't fucking want that one. And the other thing is apparently the Catholic Church is taking issue with it because this one is unlike the other two, which are synthetic and messenger RNA based. This is actually based on a virus. Uh, which uses um, fetus matter matter from a fetus, like yeah, it's it's some vaccines do, and this one particular I guess does, and uh, as a result, the Catholic Church is encouraging their people to not take this one. So we'll see, but it doesn't matter. God will save them. So. No, listen. I, I have, my, my mom is super religious, so I'm not. I I I a firm believer that everyone should believe in whatever they want to believe in, and I'm not here to. You're not, disparage. You're not here to force or. Shit. No, I'm not here to force. I'm not here to disparage anyone's religious beliefs. I think religion is a very personal um, thing, and I think you yeah. should be able to believe in. And you, I admire those who believe so strongly in something that they can't see or touch. I think that's an admirable quality. Um, that said to believe blindly at the risk of your own health and well-being to me is something I personally can't wrap my mind around. Um, so when I 
see things like that, I'm like, just, you know, I understand. Like, let, let's, again, to me, and to me, a big thing is religion and the church are two, se- two separate entities. Mm-hmm. Um, the church is run by humans, which by inherently makes it fallible, which is by what religious what religion and scripture teaches you is God is infallible. So there is that disconnect there. So if it's being run by people, they are apt to make mistakes like, you know, altar boys, enough said, um, those things happen. And I would prefer that they not put the health of their members and by extension, the people that interact with their members who aren't members of that church at risk because of something they don't 100% understand, I guess. Yeah. It's it's a tough thing. Uh, Yeah, it's a a touchy subject. I don't want to go too deep into it, but... Yeah. I mean... And I'm trying to be very respectful here. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm probably not going to speak on it, because I don't (laughs) want to say something to piss anybody off. Ginger has a hard time being respectful, is what he's saying. No, uh, (laughs) like I said, my my mom is super religious. I have some friends Mm -hmm. who are very super religious. I have the utmost respect for people who believe and have are very strong with their faith i to a degree i admire parts of that um Mm. it's just it's not necessarily me i uh, cards on the table i i believe in some sort of karmic force some sort of cosmic call it god deity um vibes whatever you want to call it Mm-hmm. I tend to ascribe to that notion that you put good energy out there, whether it be th- thoughts, prayers, um, vibes, whatever. I, I do think that has an impact. I, I do believe there's some cosmic force, some karma that comes back to good people, because otherwise there's no reason to be a good person. Because you know, like, yeah. <laughs> other than the threat of jail. But um, you know, I, I just I've never been a super like I went to Catholic school and I like. My analytical mind, my logical brain struggles to rationalize certain things within religion, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I'm not... I don't know. What's the word where you believe in something, but not necessarily... It's not agnostic. Is it agnostic? No. I don't know. I don't even know. But, I'm too uh, stupid for that. <laughs> <laughs> I know an atheist doesn't believe in anything. I'm I'm a, I'm basically a clusterfuck. Okay. Like I I just kind of like I do I believe something? Maybe there very well could be. There could be something, but until I'm there, I don't know. Like that, okay, that's yeah. what it, So agnostic, a person who believes that nothing is known or can be known of the existence of the nature of God or anything beyond material phenomena. A person who claims neither faith faith nor disbelief in god so i guess that's sort of where i fall okay yeah i just i I know enough to know that i don't know yeah (laughs) it's up in the air i'd like to think that there is something you know but who knows i mean hey like i said if there is something cool if not no essentially it ain't gonna bother me i just essentially try to live my life and be a good person and be generally good to people around me that's yeah 
Yeah. And I don't do it for some reward at the end of the rainbow. I do it because I think it's the right thing to do. If a religion forces you to hate... Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah that's... It's, that's one of those things where I sit there and talk when I said earlier, my logical brain has trouble rationalizing things. That's yeah. one of those things. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. If a religion forces you to hate something, then you got to hate that. or discriminate. Uh, yeah. Honestly, anything. Just, yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah. So. But like I said, nothing but respect for those who do and, and are very devout. I, I very much respect your commitment and your principle to it. And, you know, uh, welcome to the confessional, ladies and gentlemen. Please. Yeah, I feel like we should just cut that whole uh, section out. Uh, I feel like there's nothing we're going to say that's not going to piss someone off. I know, and, and that's not what we're trying to do. It's just what it's what we think. Free-form like, conversation, man. That's how it happens. That's all it is. So this is our confessional. We will leave a blank 30 seconds so you can <laughs> confess whatever you would like to us, and we're good. And you'll be forgiven. Uh I don't Eddie. think we have the authority to to hand out forgiveness. Well, I do. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. I, I Makito go, is I, a deity of shit. Is a shit <laughs> deity. We know that. So I was gonna go somewhere, but I'm not going to. And because with religion, it's it's a touchy thing. So yeah, I don't I don't want to push my barriers too far. So. Enough I mean, about you. You have you have converted people religiously, right? Yeah, OGN, one ginger nation. No, I was gonna say you. You told me you've made several women scream, "Oh God!" So oh, that's true. Yeah, I have. I have done that. <laughs> and it wasn't. It was pleasure. It was when I took my pants off and they're like, "Oh God!" Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's what I meant. But <laughs> well, I had, I had to put. I had to fucking put it in people's faces right there for you. That's usually not my penis. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I feel like we got back on the track for the run. Yeah, right. this is more the rundown track. Jason, what do, what do you got for news this week, buddy? Well, let's start with news surrounding AEW because I'm oh, sure you've boy. heard about the story by now. Last night Ugh. on AEW Dynamite, uh, I guess no BS. Paul White, that's his new thing. Oh yeah. I see you already rolling your eyes at that. Yep. Uh, Stated on their show that they have signed a, what, what did they, how, I forget what a the exact phrase Hall of phrase Famer was. worthy. Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame caliber worthy. Yeah, there talent. you go. Yes. Yeah. Uh, to a multi-year contract, and they would be revealed Sunday at Revolution. Of course, this has set corners of the internet afire with people speculating. One of the people most speculated on was CM Punk. Uh, uh-huh. He ironically he decided today would be a good day to do a q and a i don't know if he was aware of what was going on when he come on he's always on fucking twitter um so he tried it and so many got so inundated with things he ended up shutting it down came back later said let's try this again q and a time q and a time use hashtag ask punk and no it's not me so a little preface there um followed up by somebody who said 100% not you, I sort of have a bet with a friend. And <laughs> he said, 100% not me. So for those of you holding out hopes that you would see the straight-edge superstar make his return to wrestling, it does not sound like it's him. So. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, I was kind of reading an article. He also had said, um, oh, crap, there was something else. Uh, somebody had asked him, if he ever gets sick of hearing, like when AEW 
the big announcement comes from a signing that he gets annoyed by it. He goes, it is what it is. Like, it's it's always going to happen. So mm-hmm. he just shuts it right down. Yeah. He wasn't the only one, though. Because yep. people also flooded to Batista yep. and started asking him, and Big Dave responded with, they're going to have to come up with another word that's used specifically for professional wrestlers who actually mean it when they say they're retired. Currently, the word retired has zero <laughs> credibility by professional wrestling standards. That's awesome. <laughs> that's great. So uh, apparently, Big Dave is not the uh, the mystery guest too. I guess we could we could have this conversation now. Any uh, speculation on your part as to who it actually is? Oh God, um, the Overgiver. Um, <laughs> let's go, uh, Pork Leaner. Uh, we could go. Uh, no, I I have no fucking idea. Uh, maybe Typhoon. He has a man appearance. He's got a Hall of Fame worthy career. Shot, uh, shot, yeah. Bring him in. Um, I mean, if it's somebody old, like and I, I mean, it's got to be somebody who can still go. You would think it's right? got to be. I, Granted, I mean, they signed sixty-one-year-old Sting to a multi-year contract, but and then fucking Paul. How old's Paul White now? He's got to be fifty, he's, right? He's in his fifties. Yeah. yeah. So there, there's another. If it's somebody old, their fans have. Gotta start getting to the point where, like, come on, man. Like, this is, like, this is... Well, it's not going to be anyone young. I mean, you're talking about somebody as a Hall of Fame caliber talent. It's got to be... Your options are sort of limited, right? I, I, Kurt Angle? Maybe? He's already in the Hall of Fame, though. I wouldn't... To me, Hall of Fame caliber means that they're not in the Hall of Fame yet. I... I, I honestly, I, I don't know. Because See, the I... Problem- I 100% me, honest, I don't even know the full fucking list of Hall of Famers. To me, the problem... Coco Beware's on there. Uh, for me, the problem is... <laughs> that's all you really need to know. Uh, for me, the problem is that they've now created this expectation where if it's anything short of, like, Brock Lesnar, people are going to be like, what the fuck? This isn't sort of like... I mean, the stands will be like, oh my god, this is the greatest signing ever. Oh, yeah. Uh, but most casual fans will be like, oh, so you got us all hyped for fucking Carlito or... You just off like there are standards of guys who are like they're making this sound like it's a major major player, and Carlito, good talented worker, not a major player, good solid acquisition if they end up getting him for sure. Mm-hmm. Not a major player. Uh, there's I saw somebody else mention uh, Christian, but is Christian under contract with WWE, or was I, that just like a... I think he's under a Legends deal, but I don't know if he's under a talent contract oh, currently. Because yeah. that, that's another thing that's a possibility. I can't imagine, I can't imagine that there, he's not coming back at some point to do the thing with Edge, that he's going to leave yeah. now. Mm, yeah. Just and, shocked. Yeah, and I mean... I mean <sighs> So tired of this. I think we're also so. So I think we're also sort of falling into the trap of, and this is something to do with just our general nature as as United States wrestling fans of assuming that every time they say potential Hall of Famer, we yes. assume it's a United States wrestler. Yeah. It could very easily be um, Kazuchika Okada, and he would 100% fit the bill of what they've described. Oh, yeah. It could be Switchblade Jay White. And, you know, not a Hall of Famer at the moment, but 
Hall of Fame caliber would mean that somewhere down the road we think he's going to be of that caliber. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I could. I, I think there's there's definitely the option that there's someone New Japan centric or AAA centric from Mexico that we're not. You know, the, the idea that and, and we tend to do this as American wrestling fans of it. Oh, it must be an American wrestler that they're talking about. So I, I think we do need to expand that list a little more if we're going to speculate. Oh, you know who it is then? I know exactly who it is. Trish Stratus. It's Conan. Oh, she's a- Dude, too soon. What, he's not dead? R.I.P. I thought he was. He didn't, Conan didn't die, did he? I thought he... I, I know he was sick. Oh, no, no, he recovered. That's right, I'm sorry. I take it back, yeah. Okay, it's got to be Conan. He was he was doing really bad at one point. I remember. I think that's why I was thinking of. Yeah. Uh, what was um, fuck? What was Meltzer's quote? Uh, uh, very serious. Yes. It was a very serious situation. Meltzer also told us that the New Japan Television deal in America was imminent too. That was three months ago. It's a very long imminent period. Um, well, eventually it'll happen, and have like, see, I told you. Right. Maybe he's the maybe he's the major talent acquisition. Oh my god. Can you imagine? Dude, they... Oh, it's Brian Alvarez! All right. <laughs> Him and his one match was Hall of Fame caliber worthy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I don't know. I... Did you see they actually started putting up little banners for the Wrestling Observer News winner award winners? No. Yeah, on, on AEW. And little flags. Yeah. Yeah. People got really worked up about those awards last week, though. Like, they're they're voted on by Meltzer's the cult of Meltzer, the people who pay Meltzer. Oh yeah. Which way do you think those people are going <laughs> to lean? It, for all you, and I'm sure you didn't follow it, but for all you, the only thing I really need to tell you is that for worst wrestling promotion, SmackDown, worst wrestling show, I'm sorry, SmackDown got more votes than 205 Live. Yep. That's all you need to know. Yep. So, goes to show you how much those fuckheads pay attention. Wow. <sighs> All right, let's let's move on from that. All right. Well, I did. Uh, let's talk about. We did have an unfortunate and untimely passing mm-hmm. in the wrestling world this week, as it was announced today. Oh, hold on, I actually, think I may have closed that one by mistake. Give me a second here. And a lot of new stuff and some closed by mistake <laughs> bear with me mm-hmm. dead air dead air dead air dead air dead uh, air dead air there we go uh jim crockett jim crockett jr uh formerly of jim crockett promotions obviously passed away uh last night at the age of 76 years old uh wwe issued a statement saying wwe is saddened to learn that jim crockett jr passed away at the age of 76 an influential promoter who helped champion the careers of wwe hall of famers such as rick flair ricky steamboat the road warriors crockett jr stewarded the family's crockett promotions from 1977 to 1989 as part of the promotions affiliation crockett jr was later named president of the national wrestling alliance in 1980 during his tenure crockett jr helped expand the promotions footprints and held the inaugural Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup at Louisiana Superdome in New Orleans under Crockett Jr.'s leadership, the NWA would eventually be sold and renamed as World Championship Wrestling. WWE extends its condolences to the Crockett Jr. to Crockett Jr.'s family and friends. Uh, AEW also tweeted, uh, AEW and the wrestling world mourn the passing of legendary Mid-Atlantic Wrestling and NWA promoter Jim Crockett Jr. Our thoughts are with his family and friends and fans. 
Um, uh, Melter provided a little insight. Said he had very he had he had had health issues, and he contracted COVID. And essentially, because of the previous health, previous health issues, and then getting the COVID, it put him in the hospital, and it got worse and worse. He had kidney issues before, and then he was on kidney dialysis. His kidneys and other internal organs were shutting down. He made the call to get off dialysis, essentially knowing that was it. So it was just a matter of time. I think that's been pretty clear for a couple of days. Um, there are also those who said uh, last night, if you watched Dynamite, uh, you notice that Tully Blanchard came out with the old Jim Crockett Promotions television champion, or United States championship belt on, uh, and the old NWA tag team titles uh, were worn by the Revival, the Dax and Cash, or whatever, the uh, FTR. Um, so paying a little bit of tribute there, and then J.J. Dillon went out with them too. So um, certainly a sad, sad story and a, a great loss to the world of professional wrestling. I don't know how familiar you were with Crockett Jr. or Cotton Crockett Promotions. Um, I didn't get into it until after it was over. I sort of went I, as my fandom arose, and I started. I started as a WWE fan, and as I started to expand my fandom and learn about more wrestling and, and the history of more wrestling, that's when I went back and sort of watched some of those old Crockett Promotions uh, shows. And it really was the launching point for guys like Sting and Ric Flair and Lex Luger mm-hmm. and some of the biggest names in professional wrestling. So he was he was very solid in building those stars. Very intricate, oh, involved. Hundred percent. Yeah. I had listened, I, I mean, me and you reference, we don't really like to talk about other podcasts on here, but it, uh, Bruce Pritchard's podcast, um, he had brought up Crockett quite a bit, and, you know, before he was, you know, employed back with WWE, but he had brought up Crockett uh, promotions quite a bit on his podcast, and that's kind of where I learned a little bit about him. Uh, I, mean, I, I had heard about him before, I mean, it's Crockett promotions, but, you know, it's... It sucks. I mean, it's death isn't easy to deal with, and apparently he basically um, kind of did it to him. Like he he ended it. He made his own uh, choice. Thank you. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how to word that. Um, hey, he he made his own choice, and you know, like I said, it sucks. Death is probably the worst thing on this fucking world, but uh, it's just it's. Super shitty. It sucks. So rest in power, sir. Absolutely. Um, probably should have formatted this better, but uh, segue in, in, in a not smooth segue, I guess. Um, we saw recently Sonya Deville returned to the WWE in a role as sort of uh, apologies to me, Yim, but the HBIC over on SmackDown as she's helping Adam <laughs> Pierce uh, run the show, sort of a de facto GM. Uh, she was on The Bump this week, which is the WWE's morning show on YouTube, which you should check out. It was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said they asked her about uh, when she might return to the ring. She said, quote, I don't know. I like rocking my suits, my three-piece suits every week and calling the shots. I think being in charge is something that kind of comes natural for me. I think I'm a born leader. So I like this new role. But, you know, I am Sonya Deville, and I'm a fighter at the end of the day, and obviously – I love to get down and dirty, and I love to kick ass. I'm sure everything will come full circle eventually. Um, we said it multiple times on here. I think uh, Sonya had just, when she left, had just really hit her stride, both in ring and on the microphone. Yep. Um, so I'm I'm dying for her return. I think it would be a big shot in the arms of the women's division, mm-hmm. uh, assuming she comes back playing at the level she was when she left. Yep. Um, 
obviously the circumstances of the things going on in her life we, we've documented on this show plenty mm-hmm. of times uh terribly unfortunate and uh none of her doing but uh something that prevents her from necessarily feeling comfortable being back in that sort of spotlight so uh certainly we hope she will be soon but uh not yet but it does sound like she hasn't written off an in-ring return which is good news Oh, no. I mean, they'll probably go along with kind of the um, Kurt Angle-esque return, like where he was in office and then... So I think the the, the comparison I would make, because Kurt Angle was sort of at the end of his career when he did that, to me a more apt comparison would be like A.J. Lee. She sort of took running raw... I'm talking about when Kurt was SmackDown GM. Okay, yeah, yeah. That was more for an injury, but yeah, I, I I get your point, but... yeah. I think AJ sort of took that role and used it to really build her profile. So she became, when she returned to the ring, she was a gigantic star. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But I, yes, does it suck that she's not in the ring? Uh, yes, but like you said a minute ago, you know, she's dealing with other personal shit in her life, and I'm sure she wants to stay focused on that rather than, you know. The bumping and having to worry about not fucking up in a match or, you know, getting all of her shit straight in the ring and everything else like that. So uh, good for them on, you know, not being like, oh, hey, you know, get back in the ring as soon as possible. They're, you know, they're they're pretty being it seems to be that they're being pretty good about it. And like, hey, you know, if you want to come back and be on TV, we'll put you on this. And then when you're ready, you're ready. Yep. So good for and good on them for that. Yep, yeah, absolutely. I, absolutely. Yep. That is how it should be. Now, I have some – this is uh, very appropriate for this show because this is a big rumor regarding NXT. Uh, it was announced, well, I guess sort of by accident on the WWE Network for those people who were trying to cancel it. They got the little message of, hey, if you cancel now, you're going to miss this stuff that's coming up. And one of those things was an NXT TakeOver event that apparently is on the horizon for WrestleMania week. Now, the interesting thing about this NXT TakeOver, Ginger – is that it is, for the first time, going to take place on a Thursday night, the Thursday night before WrestleMania, which makes sense because Friday night is going to be SmackDown. You can't run it on Friday night, and you're going to have two nights of WrestleMania. So Saturday and Sunday will be WrestleMania. So Thursday was really the only night they could do it. Now, the interesting thing, if you think about that, is that what happens with the Wednesday show? Because they'll be on TV literally the night before the show goes on the air, which also, by the way, will SmackDown. Um, but this has fueled some speculation that they might use this as an opportunity to turn TakeOver as well into a two-night event, mm. uh, including the possibility of one of those nights being an entire women's show, well, sort of an evolution-like uh, event with NXT, which I got to tell you, I'm 100% in favor of if that's the route they go. Okay. Uh, my guess would be, you know, this whole NXT moving to Tuesday uh a rumor that's been going around and it hasn't has it, it hasn't been confirmed yet. Has correct? not been confirmed yet now. Okay. That would uh probably be when they would start it. They do the Tuesday before. You got two day you got a two one day of nothing and then Thursday is your takeover. Okay, but this is as of now, they're on the books for Wednesday night for that NXT. Oh, okay. All right. So, well, I, and we'll, we'll, we'll obviously would you, would you be in favor of a two-night NXT pay-per-view takeover? Event? Uh, uh, 
if they did one of all females and then one of you know mixed or just strictly the men uh, yes but holy shit you're talking wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday monday that's fucking almost a full week but, of wrestling every day but but here's the thing mm-hmm. even if wednesday night is a go-home show and not a takeover show you're still oh yeah talking about that same schedule i know that's what i mean it's it's still the same fucking schedule that's, but that's, i mean that's sort of what wrestlemania weekend has always been really thursday night used to be smackdown friday night would be nxt saturday night was hall of fame sunday night was wrestlemania true they've always had that whole sort of blocked off yeah. section of time but then nxt gets two shows man that's I'm sort of taking advantage of the opportunity, I guess, that's in front of you for this particular event. I don't have a problem with that. Oh, I'm It's going to wreak hell on our recording schedule for that. Oh, yes. I don't know how we're going to do that. I have uh, no fucking clue. We're going to have to do split (laughs) shifts or something. Something, I don't know. You cover night one, I'll cover night two. I don't know. We'll figure figure something out. Oh, hell. It'll get released on fucking Sunday. The question is, if they do that, though... How many viewers will tune in? I can tell you, though, how many viewers tuned in this week to both of our Wednesday night shows. Because Dynamite pulled in 934,000 viewers, while NXT pulled in 692,000. For AEW, they were up 103,000 from the previous week. NXT dropped 42,000. So, again, now, again, I feel like this is a broken record. We talk about this all the time. Uh, AEW pulled in 103 more people than last week, 103,000. AEW NXT only dropped 42,000. So these are not people that they pulled away from NXT. And this is sort of the problem that more than half of those people were not people that they pulled away from NXT. Mm-hmm. They're just AEW fans that don't give a shit enough to watch every single week. Now, AEW fans will tell you this is indicative of the fact that they're they're just dominating a nxt now i will play the devil's advocate here and say that yes they have one more way more weeks than nxt has the other side of that coin is it was getting closer and closer every week until you had Shaq on yep so if you think that the 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 surge had anything to do with cody or red velvet or fucking kenny omega or chris jericho you're out of your mind and this was their go home show wasn't it for the pay-per-view right. yep. yeah and in a lot of ways, it was a mess. There was just some horrific things that occurred on that show, um, including a sort of NXT mention because Matt Jackson, during a promo segment in ring with uh, Chris Jericho and MJF, said to Jericho, if you were still at that other place, you'd be jerking the curtain at the Performance Center right now. So that's a that's a good way to get over your promotion's first champion, that he would be a curtain jerker on the competition C show. So... That's that's uh, good good that's a good promoter right there. Yeah, and Jericho wouldn't be on NXT anyway, so it's promoter of the year, Ginger. <laughs> Booker of the year put that shit together. Oh my god. Yeah, he did apparently. Allegedly. The I, I heard about that comment, I was like, hmm. The, there's there's a lot of things that are very wrong about that statement. Uh, first things first, like I already said, Jericho would not be on NXT. 
Oh, sure he would have. He invented NXT. It was, his, it was all his idea. He said to Vince one day, we should have another company, like a third brand, where we can send all our young talent to. Yeah, Jericho created it. Oh, yeah. Uh, second part of that is if he was on Raw or SmackDown, he would not be a weekly thing. Oh, sure he would. He created Raw and SmackDown. I mean, it was, <laughs> he was sitting around the table with Vince, and he said, Vince, you know, this regular thing isn't even working out. Maybe we should just go live on Monday nights. Yeah, it's true. And he said, hey, and a few years later, he said, hey, you know what, Vince? Raw does so good, we should do a second show on Thursday. And we should name it after The Rock's catchphrase. Yep. That's what we should do. (laughs) Uh, As for the numbers, another fucking uh, I saw you got into a pretty spirited debate on Facebook over numbers today. I wouldn't say... It was over the numbers. I I say it was just this made up fucking war, and well, I mean, Chris it, Jericho invented war. I mean, oh my god, it, shut up! Uh, so I was just explaining to the fucking idiots that you know they they don't give a shit about the ratings. They already have their fucking money. Mm. Well, at least WWE does. Maybe fucking TNT wasn't so sure about AEW, so they did a month-to-month thing. But oh no, they signed them to an extension. That's good. Uh, but it's and these people fucking. Uh, I wish I could fucking bring it up quickly, but I don't think I can. But it's just like in these fucking stands wanted to be a part of this fucking war. And it's not even a fucking <laughs> war. It's really not. By the way, AEW actually dropped in the demo despite their increase of overall viewers. So I guess this week the demo doesn't matter for them. Oh, and, and another thing is, too, people saying that, oh, it's a good thing that NXT is going to Tuesdays because they just keep getting whooped on. You idiots. I fucking wish you knew how television worked. <laughs> NHL, Wednesday Night Rivalries will more than likely take over Wednesday nights. Therefore, NXT, hey, guess what? you got to shift one night. And by the way, that'll probably take away some viewers from AEW, too. Oh, over on YouTube? No, no, no. I mean, like, the, the hockey will take away oh, some viewers oh. from AEW. Yeah. yeah. yeah and and that, now, it's not on TSN anymore. It'll be on a national channel that everyone has. What was it on Sportsnet before? Oh, Sport, I don't uh, even know. Comcast, Sportsnet, something like that. Um, a channel that not every place had. So now it will be on a national broadcast. Oh, so. it was. Uh, you're talking about the Wednesday Night Rivalries? It was on yeah. NBC Sports Network. Okay. Yeah, which and, not everybody has or knows about, no. at least. No, you need so. to have a specific uh, package with your cable company to have that. I, so now. I when, have a very specific package. <laughs> I have the never mind. Um, <laughs> you but, gave me that setup. You couldn't have expected me to not take uh, it. I, I know, I know, I know. Uh, it's just these fucking stands come out of the fucking woodwork, and it's like, dude, you have no fucking clue what you're talking about, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, so I guess that's gonna do it for the news section. Okay. Unless uh, Sal decides to show up, and we'll revisit this. Yeah. So. Uh, before we go any further, I uh, want to give a shout-out to Blind Fury, who uh, 
posted a comment on our Elimination Chamber picks. I, I don't think we read this. Did we read this yet? Not on there. Not on there, no. All right, all right. Let's do it. Let's give him a shout-out. Because we always say, well, read your comments on there. So, hey, fuck it. Yeah, Let's do it, right? absolutely. Uh, and I quote... Hey guys, just wanted to let you all know that I listened to several of your podcasts while having no power in our house. Live in Houston and had no power for 72 hours, plus two indoor and one outdoor burst pipe. So being able to laugh at your absurdities was therapeutic. Even if I couldn't explain to my two-year-old that what was so funny, anyway... Keep it up, and thanks. So, Blind Fury, hopefully you're staying safe down in Houston, Texas. Uh, you guys are, I believe, still dealing with that uh, situation with freezing and snow, and it's total freezing hell over there, and you know, we just want to wish you guys the best, and well, hopefully you stay safe and stay warm. And by the way, thank you for coming up with our new tag tagline, the Rundown Wrestling Network, laugh at our absurdities. That sounds perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, cer- certainly we appreciate the feedback, and and to me honestly, I, I, whenever I hear something like that, even when like when you were going through your stuff mm-hmm. um, in your personal life, it's like to hear people say that just listening to us helps get them through a tough time. Um, it really puts into perspective, you know, the, the reach that we have on this platform. Um, there are certainly podcasts bigger and more influential than us, but I wouldn't trade the interaction we have with our fans. Our, our tight-knit little group of uh, a corner of the podcast, wrestling podcasting world. Um, I wouldn't trade that for anything. And uh, certainly thinking of you, Blind Fury, and hopefully everything's getting better for you guys down there. Um, I said a couple weeks ago we were, we were thinking of everybody down there, not even realizing you were part of that group, buddy. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for real, I uh, hope everything's going better. Take care. Be safe. And uh, hopefully you continue to enjoy listening. Absolutely, we appreciate your uh, input and you know, kind of giving us a little jolly there. Appreciate that. I'll try to call Sal again here. Oh God, don't, don't. I'm just gonna drive him. I'm just gonna drive him fucking nuts while he's recording. Because then I'm gonna listen to AEW rundown and I'm gonna hear him go, "Motherfucker, won't stop calling me." <laughs> I'm just doing it for my own amusement now. All right, I think that covers it, right? Yeah, I think that covers just about everything. Uh, so, Jason, are you ready? Yep, let's do it. Just, just do it. Just get it over with, please. What? Ah, oh, you're a fucking dick. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the NXT Rundown. We start with last week's happenings between Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, and Finn Balor. A little battle they had in the piss, po- piss potty match, or. The what? Shit t- the, the shit talking, basically. Holy fuck. Um, then we go live to the Capitol this Wrestling This potty Center. match needs to be the episode title now. <laughs> uh, Write that <one> down. <laughs> that down. Uh, one and two are going to take on Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Now, as one and two are in the ring, this match apparently happened, uh, was made uh, the day before as... You know, uh, one and two are standing there at the CWC, and MSK is there, and Thatcher says, "Well, one of these yeah. guys are hurt. I still, I, I think you guys still need a." F- it was Chomp, not Thatcher. 
Ch- uh, Chapa, sorry. Chapa says, I think you guys still need a fight in... I love to fight, says Birch. Just kidding. Um, and uh, what what was the thing that MSK said? So, uh, Chomp, uh, Birch, I think it was, or Birch or Lorcan, but I think it was Birch, said something like, but you guys aren't really like contenders for the title, and, and it'd have to be non-title. And Chomp was like, oh, yeah, clearly non-title, because in order to put the titles on the line, you'd have to have some, and then Nash Carter just jumps in with bollocks, and they all start laughing. Ah, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Thanks for clearing that up for me. My brain's all fucking mush right now. Uh, so as Ciampa is walking in the back up to the entranceway, and as he walks up to, you know, he gets to the entranceway about to go out, you see in the background Thatcher is talking to Marcel Bartel. Yeah, Interesting. That was, yeah, it was a really well done little... Now, you're probably not super familiar with the, the relationship with Barthel and Walter and Thatcher, right? No, I'm not. So uh, Thatcher was a member of the Rinkampf, uh, the group that uh, Walter used to well used to run over overseas. It sort of became an NXT UK Imperium, you know, oh, okay. Matt is Sacred, etc. Um, so Thatcher has history that that fans of that will know about uh, mm. with Thatcher. So. Um, and they sort of did a nice job of subtly mentioning it without beating you over the head, which I sort of liked. Um, but this was sort of cool in the sense that they didn't make a big deal out of it. The announcers didn't call attention to it. It was just sort of there. And if you saw it, you saw it. And if you didn't, you were like, oh, I mean, it didn't make it mean anything to you. So, all right, he was walked to the ring, and there was Thatcher. Mm-hmm. And then they walked out together. Um, the thing that amazes me is that we both managed to catch this thing while neither one of us saw Dexter Loomis fucking chloroform Austin Theory at TakeOver. <laughs> it still blows my mind that I didn't fucking see that when it was live. I saw it the next week when they showed the fucking replay of it because they pointed it out. Or, well, I see, I went back and looked at it because I was like, where the fuck did he go? He was yeah. just there. So I rewound yeah. it and I saw it. But but uh, maybe you're just so used to watching people get chloroformed, it just doesn't even register with you anymore. Mm, apparently so. I mean, you never I mean, know. You gotta get a prom maybe. date one way or another, right? Fuck right, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so the match starts. Thatcher and Birch started out, and Thatcher outsmarts Birch. Then tags in Ciampa, but not before those two have a nice little uppercut war. Ciampa turns Oni inside out with a clothesline. That is followed up by a 3D, but instead of a cutter, Thatcher hits an uppercut. Thatcher hits a belly-to-belly on Lorcan. Then Birch hits a clothesline and oversells landing on his neck and shoulder. He immediately rolls out to the outside and possibly could be hurt. Now, yeah, if you had to sum that landing up in one word, Ginger, what word would you use? Gross. Yeah, it was not pretty. Nope. And uh, I had a hard time telling if it was a sell or uh, if it was a work or a shoot because <sighs> I couldn't tell. I couldn't either. The way he rolled out immediately and both Champa and the ref jumped down right away sort of led me to think it was a it was a shoot, but at the same time, you know, we come back from commercial and he's in the ring taking bumps already. And I, if it was <laughs> something serious, I mean, we've seen guys get stingers and stuff, and you know, mm-hmm. they continue after a few minutes, so maybe um, he did seem to be sort of 
going up and, and grabbing at it every now and then through the rest of the match, but he did mm-hmm. seem to have like full motion of his armor and everything. So I, I to this point can't tell. And you know what? That's a credit to Tim- Timothy Thatcher that that he's that good. That I don't know. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent because uh, he. It wasn't like the slow roll out of the ring. Oh, I kind of got bumped. Uh, he booked it the fuck yeah. out of that ring. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if he is hurt, it's going to suck. But a good thing he's not in some big program or anything well, like I mean, that. He, he cut a promo later, too. So I yes. Think probably, I think he's probably okay. Well, that is true. That is a good point, yeah. But still, very, very scary moment because you were like, oh, shit. And they went yeah. to like a commercial very quickly. Unannounced, kind of just, oh, shit, he might be here. Let's go to break. Yeah, exactly. So, but. Uh, so we come back from commercial, and Thatcher is in a half crab. But he makes a hot tag, and Ciampa hits about 20 fucking clotheslines on one and two, and then ending it with a double clothesline on them. Holy crap. He went fucking balls with these clotheslines, man. Bollocks. Bollocks. He went bollocks with these clotheslines. <laughs> uh, so eventually Thatcher comes back in, so it's like, okay, he must be okay. Uh, Th- do, you think, do you think they're over there They say, you know, he went bollocks deep? Maybe it's a possibility. <laughs> uh, Thatcher puts a sleeper hold on Birch. Lorcan comes in, kicks him, and he says, Fuck you, I'm not selling your bullshit. <laughs> Ciampa then comes in, kicks Lorcan, he goes down, he then puts Lorcan in a sleeper hold, and they both do forearm smashes to one. Like the and two. ten beats of the Bowery almost. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was nifty. So did you catch probably my favorite part of this match here? So they hit the, they do the dueling chest, the, the thumps, the bout beats of the bar, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, and then Champa does his, you know, clap, 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 pat myself on the back thing. Except then he goes and he, he taps Thatcher on the back, except he hits him right on the shoulder. Oh, he's fucking hurt while he's doing it. <laughs> He's probably like, you fucking dick. What the hell are you that doing? That was actually the other thing that made me wonder if it was a work because it was his left side. And the, <laughs> the yeah. wrestling persona in me goes, oh, left side, it's a fucking work. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but, man, I know we keep going back to it, but that fucking bump looks so painful. Yeah, it did. Uh, Lorcan then hits a half and half on Thatcher, then goes to slap him, but Ciampa stops the slap and slaps Lorcan. Thatcher then slaps Lorcan, then hits a knee strike. Uh, Ciampa hits the knee strike. Birch hits a headbutt, then Thatcher hits a jumping kick, and all four men are down. Imperium appears on the stage, and this distracts Thatcher and Ciampa while Thatcher Do looks... Do all the- wrestlers have ADD? Yes. Because, like, music hits, and, oh, I like turtles. Where the fuck? Like, same thing. So he's, somebody's standing on it. Oh, well, fuck, I can't possibly watch the guy I'm fighting. There are people. Well, he's going for the fight. The he's going the for the fucking tag. The differentiate themselves from the people standing around the ring so much that it just distracts and takes all my attention away from my opponent in the ring. Ah, dude, I don't get it. Especially where, like, creative. And considering the fact, like, the music didn't play, 
That oh. staging area is pretty much all black while the match is going on. Imperium is wearing all black. Yeah. And then, on top of that, you're going for a fucking tag. Don't not tag your fucking partner. That's it. I like turtles. <laughs> One and two capitalize on this, and Oni tags in and takes out Champa, knocks him off the apron, and they hit Thatcher with an elevated DDT, and your winners are one and two, the NXT Tag Team Champions. Okay, match. Could have gone without that finish. Yeah, so so my re- my reaction to this match is going to be my reaction to a lot of this show, which is to say, meh, meh, meh. Like, it was fine. It wasn't bad. It wasn't didn't blow my dick off. It was. Well, I hope not. Yeah, it was fine, you know. Yeah, uh, it was it was a match. Yeah, like I said, it didn't suck. It wasn't the greatest thing ever, but it it was a good match. Yeah. Oh, I mean it's. But man, that fucking spot, man, with Thatcher—that yeah. was scary. And I'm sure yep. it fucking scared the hell out of him too. Oh, for sure. If it wasn't a work, right? If it was a work, fucking Fuck. Emmy, uh, dude, Golden Globe Award right there. Yes. We go to commercial. We come back, and Roderick Strong is already in the ring. Uh, he well, we deba- saw him headed to the ring before break. Yeah, but he didn't even fucking get music or anything. He was already in the ring. Well, no, because they were waiting to unveil his new music till later on the show. True, good point. Uh, he calls out Adam Cole, says, get Maybe. your ass out here. Finn Balor's music hits. Brody's like, what the fuck, man? I didn't call you out. I want Adam. Uh, Balor says, Adam Cole isn't going to come out for you. Roddy says, the Undisputed Era was going perfectly fine before Finn showed up. Finn replies and says, the problem actually is this championship. He says, I know how to get Adam to come out here. Uh, And proceeds to look into the camera and say, Finn Balor versus Adam Cole next week. For the NXT Championship. And then Cole still didn't come out. No, he didn't. I was pissed. (laughs) And as for you, Roddy, you'll never be a leader. You'll always be a follower. Until you get a killer instinct like the Prince, you'll never... And Roddy punches him in the face. (laughs) Uh, They scrap for a little bit until referees come and split them up. I like this. Yeah, it was not a bad segment. Roddy, no, it wasn't. Uh, Roddy conveyed some seriousness on the mic, and it didn't sound terrible, which is good. Yep. Um, I wish he had called Prince a dork. That or would have been better. An idiot or something. Just yeah, yeah. That's when Roddy's at his best on the microphone. Oh yeah. <laughs> so dork yeah. Palooza. So yeah, it's you know it's this entertained me. You know, it was short, yeah. sweet, and to the point. Yeah. It was, and it progressed what we're working on. So, yeah. yeah. And what it was like a give or take four minute segment. Not long at all. Didn't take much time up. So I'm okay with that. And they didn't need a washed up former NBA player to sell it. No, they didn't. It was, it's kind of weird, ain't it? 
Uh, we go to Central Florida Psychiatric Center with The Way. The doctor tells them that normally she only sees patients one at a time. Uh, Johnny then replies, while uh, Austin... Uh, okay, sorry. Johnny replies, well, Austin... What the fuck? While Doc Austin here needs family... That's what my notes say. Well, Doc, Austin here is family. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Johnny Lynn, Johnny then tells the doctor that we have a problem with Dexter Loomis. Austin replies, I don't have a problem. I was on vacation. Uh-huh. Candace then perks up and says, being locked away for three days is not a vacation. Indy Hartwell then says, with the right guy it could be. Austin defends Dexter to no extent and says it's a cold world out there Indy then perks up again and says I'd warm him up Johnny then asks what she is doodling he takes a pad of paper away from her and it says Mrs. Indy Wrestling Loomis with hearts drawn all over it Johnny then starts Losing his fucking mind. Now, why is that couch cushion soaked? <laughs> Saying that Indy ruined Christmas because I they gave, gave her that, that name. Kid. They gave her that name for Christmas and she ruined it. <laughs> um, it seems that your hostility towards Loomis is exposing some deep rooted issues you have of your own, says the doctor to Johnny. Johnny then says, You don't. You don't therapy on me. You therapy on him. Do not therapy on me. I'm not here to get therapied on. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. What the fuck, man? (laughs) The doctor then tells Johnny to get out, and he then says he owns this place. That's my chair. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, And as Johnny is still yelling... He gets out of the room, and the lady shuts the door on his face. To be continued. How did you feel about the first segment there, buddy? So, there are some, there are some definitely some funny lines to this. Mm-hmm. My concern is, I feel like we go to this way too much with Johnny and Candace, and now the rest of the way. I mean, it's... But from dinner with the Garganos to Christmas with the Garganos to now therapy with the Garganos, like Johnny's at his best when he's in the ring and he's wrestling. And I feel like we're doing this too often. Like this is okay in small doses every now and then, Mm -hmm. but it feels like it's way too frequent. And we just did the therapy thing with Kyle O'Reilly not that long ago. I was really hoping for Dr. O'Reilly. No, he's, he's out for six weeks, dude. Yeah. Still, that, he can still sit on the couch and t- do no, therapy. No, he can't therapy on anybody right now. <laughs> that was the line of the show, though, by far. Oh, easily. Cameron <laughs> Grimes is out back, uh, and he's talking to some uh, uh guy at gorilla and he's like we could do a lot better than cwc i like cga the cameron grimes auditorium what do you think the guy the guy then replies is that even approved grimes says 
He has so much money, anything can be approved. Regal then puts his hand on Grimes' shoulder and says, Please stand up. Grimes says, Sorry, I'm a little busy. I requested this time. Regal then, in a deeper, calmer voice, says, Please stand up. Regal tells Grimes that he could possibly have a lawsuit on his hands from Grimes punching a crew member in the face last week. Regal tells Grimes that he could possibly... Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, man, that sucks. Did I repeat that? Yep, I repeated that line. Um, Grimes then pulls out a wad of cash and says, How much is how much does he want? What does he want? Regal then replies, I'll take care of the money. Grimes then tells Regal, Oh, it's you that wants some money. Regal says, I, I will just deal with it, but he has... Grimes' name on a contract for a match tonight. And that person is the colossal Bronson Reed. I feel like every other match Cameron Grimes has is with Bronson Reed. Yes, it is. That's why. (laughs) But he did pin Finn They should be a tag team. Colossally grimy. Oh, my God. <sighs> Colossally grimy money. Aaliyah with Bobberty Fuckface brand versus Ember Poon with Shotzi Blackheart. This is a pretty short and sweet match. Uh, Poon tells Oh, Aaliyah, you can't possibly gloss over the best part of this. Oh, I already planned on it. Calm down. I got okay. it. Okay. All right. Poon well, tells missed... Al- What? It happened at the very beginning. Really? What did I miss? As uh, Ember and Shotzi were making their way out, they cut to Robert Stone, and he's so clearly uncomfortable at the fact that the tank is coming out. (laughs) Like he's having flashbacks, like PTSD of the tank. Oh, my God. I didn't even catch that. He sold it so beautifully, but they he kept it. And then, like, Aaliyah looks at it. I'm fine. I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. And he's, like, twitching. (laughs) Great. And That's the announcement, the announcers didn't, like, oversell it. They just sort of let it do its own thing, which mm-hmm. is, like, if you know it, if you noticed, you noticed. And if you didn't, we're not going to beat you over the head with it, which I liked. But, yeah. oh, it was uh, hilarious. It was great. Well done by him. <laughs> Poon tells Aaliyah to give her her best shot, but Moon moves. <laughs> but Poon moves and gives her a back suplex. I feel like since you change her name, it causes you to mess up all the time when recapping her match. Well, a little bit. But my phone, I, I, I've been using voice to text. And oh, boy. It doesn't say Poon. It. it says Moon, and I wanted to correct myself and say Poon, because that's her name. Okay. Thank you, Best Manix. That's the gift that will never go away. Uh-huh. Uh, she attempts to give Ember a... Oh, I'm sorry. Bobbert attempts to give Ember a business card. Shotzi interrupts, and Bobbert screams as if somebody is pointing a fucking gun at him. <sighs> then we go to the end. Bobbert distracts the ref while Jesse Kamea tries to help, tries to take Ember off the top, but she gets kicked off. Shotzi then hits a double clothesline by jumping off the stairs. Poon hits the Poon Pie. Eclipse for the win. Nothing special. This was... I I, I honestly don't understand what the point of this match was. 
sort of sloppy. I feel like they, they made a point of like, Aaliyah used to be the chick from the six, and now you can catch NXT on Canada's Sportsnet or whatever it is. I almost feel like they put this match here just to do the Canadian announcement. Probably. They're like, well, we got five minutes. Let's give it to them. Right? Yeah, yeah, we got but, this girl from from Canada, so... Like, legit, like, this served absolutely no purpose whatsoever. Nope. Nope. I mean, it, it would have served a purpose if Bobbert got run over by the tank again. It, it served a purpose in that it, it continued to highlight that even though the feud with uh, the way is ostensibly over, that Shotzi and Ember are sort of sticking together still. Mm-hmm. I guess that's it. Yeah, but I think we kind of got that from the past two weeks before this because they were still coming out together. Oh, wait, they were in the finals. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. And then they did the rematch the next night. So My brain is fucking mush, apparently, tonight. Um, dinner time. Mm, looking mighty tasty. Catches up with Thatcher and asks what was said by Imperium. Thatcher says Imperium keeps oh, oh, trying. I'm sorry. Sorry, one more thing because uh, yeah. I missed it when we were talking about it. Um, during that match that you talked about, there was this spot with, I think it was Ember and, yeah, Ember and Aaliyah. There was like an Irish whip spot that got so fucked up that they basically just stood in the middle of the ring together staring each other down. And then Ember went and hit this shitty spear and they got tangled up together and almost rolled out to the ring. And Ember just like threw her the fuck down as she tried to get up. Like, oh my God. It was a very, it, that exchange was very, very bad. <laughs> Gotta know your shit, man. Gotta listen. It, it sort of reminded me a little bit of the uh, Io Shirai match from last week, where it was like the two were clearly not on the same page, and, it, mm-hmm. and spots were fucked up. I mean, don't get me wrong; miscommunications do happen in the ring. I've sure I've had it happen, but, a few but times, the goal but... is to not have it be so obvious yeah. that you <laughs> that you just like stand in the ring face to face and discuss what the next spot's supposed to be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, dinner time. Yeah, she catches up with Thatcher, and uh, Thatcher says Imperium keeps thro- trying to throw his past in his face. Which would uh, be what I referred to earlier. Yep. Uh, Ciampa then interrupts and says, that's exactly what it is, the past. And then says, we're done here. That's it. Yep. It's not how you really treat dinner time, but I'll let it slide this time, Ciampa. Tony, the Booty Storm, and EO have a video package building up their match for next week for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, Tony basically... How, so how did your package like this package? It was full. It was a full package. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, everybody, say, everybody's I definition of full is different, I suppose, but yeah. I, I don't want to say total package, because that's copyright infringement, but, you know. Your dick went full Lex Luger? <laughs> Your dick developed a painkiller addiction? <laughs> no, those are bad for the penis. Uh, so, basically... Your dick killed Miss Elizabeth? Oh, hey, 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 hey. Easy, easy. That's not supposed to be public. Uh, Tony... Consistently just says that EO can't beat her. Uh, EO says she will beat her. 
And that matches next week. And Ginger's like, I will beat my penis. Next week. I, it'll be before next week. Oh, absolutely. It'll probably be tomorrow. Probably <laughs> uh, be while you're editing. No, 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 no. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez challenge. Dak and Rack. Dak and Rack challenge for the WWE Women's Championship tag tag team women's championships. Fuck. Shayna and the shits. <sighs> yeah, shits come from her hole. Because well, she is the shits. I, I get that. I know. Do you not? Are you not on WWE Rundown where I shit on her basically every fucking week? <laughs> Oh, sure. Yeah. Dumb. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Kai and Baszler start, but Jax ta- gets tagged in because Baszler's like, no, I don't want to fight my girlfriend. Corner splash by Jax and a tag to Shayna, and she goes to work. Shayna dumps Kai out of the ring, and all four women have a stare down as we go into their boxes. I mean, into box. Come out of box. Love it. I mean, going into Nia's box is a frightening proposition, dude. <laughs> FRTF. If you know what that means, you'll chuckle. <sighs> we come out of box for Raquel and Kai in control of the match. And Kai's hits a face wash in the corner to Baszler. Nia puts on a stretch muffler and then swings Kai's face into the corner buckle. Now, this might be one of the the best spots I've ever seen Nia Jax do. I fucking love this. Now, <laughs> I shit on Nia all the fucking time. I actually popped for this because yeah. it was something that I had never fucking seen before. Yeah. And it looked really good. It did. It was great. It really was. So, kudos to you, Miss Naya, because you actually made me enjoy something that you did. Jax attempts to do a gorilla press. You didn't enjoy her hole! No. No. Uh, so, after I'm impressed, she immediately rebuttals and attempts a gorilla press, but completely fucking botches it. And that's followed up by a running knee strike by Shayna. And the pin is broken up by Raquel. Um, I think regresses is the word you were looking for there. But I don't know what, I don't know what text-to-speech did to you there. Nah, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, that was fucking bad. That could have fucking hurt Kai really bad. Yep. Oh, it's not her. They're just not taking them right. Fuck you. Hot tagged Raquel, and she has a big drop kick to Shayna, followed up by a clothesline, then a big follow, follow away slam times two. And then she ends up with a f- spinning front slam. Is, is what, what? What is the proper name of that uh, move there, Jason? Uh, it's, called like tour, it's almost like a tour of the islands, like Jeff Cobb's move. Okay, all right. So she hits a tour of the islands and gets a two. Uh, Jax gets the tag, and we finally get Raquel versus Jax. 
They go shot for shot until Nia tags with Shayna. Yeah, it felt like a big letdown. Like I feel like that was sort of the moment in the match everybody was waiting for was like yep. the two big badass women to like get face to face and they didn't really sell it at all. Not nope. very much. And then it was over. Yeah. They just they like, hit a couple forearms in each other and that was it. Like Yeah. It went absolutely fucking nowhere. Yeah. Uh front slam into a go to kick combo gets a one because it was broken up by Naya. It also wasn't hit very well. No, it was awkward. Shayna walks in the rear naked choke and Kai gets the tag while still in the hold. And Raquel then uh, kicks Shayna, charges at Naya, booting her in the face. And the referee was conferring with Naya about something and she gets taken out. Uh, they both battle to the outside, and then Raquel tackles Nia over the commentator's table. Shayna then pops that up. That spot I liked. Yes. That looks good. Yeah. Nia uh, took that bump really well. Like, we shit on Nia a lot. She took that bump really well. Yeah, well, Triple H was probably like, don't fuck this up, please. Shayna locks in the rear naked choke again, and with the ref out, Adam Pierce appears on the ramp, Brings out Raw official Sean Bennett to call the which, end of the match. Which is the first time any official who's been associated with Raw's name has been mentioned. Yes. Yeah. And still, your women's tag team champions, Shannon Baszler and Nia Jax. Uh, um, meh on the match, dog yeah. shit on the finish. Oh, God. So, uh, a lot of people are calling this a controversy. What was so controversial about it? She passed out. She was done. She was out. I thought it wasn't the legal person in the match. Raquel was the legal person. Oh, she got the tag. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And, and to his credit, um, uh, shit, uh, Vic Dick put it over on commentary. So, he, he did his job there. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I... I don't need... This was a WWE finish. This was a Monday Night Raw finish. Yep. I don't need these on NXT. I really don't, particularly with WWE talent. Um, again, I say this all the time. Don't book a match if you're not prepared to book a finish. Um, if you don't want either team to lose, then don't book the match. Yep. Simple as that. It's not fucking hard. Well, yeah. that was Nia there. Yeah. <sighs> God, imagine anybody else in that match but Nia, and it would have probably been a good match. Yeah. Not just a meh match. Yeah. It was a meh zing. <laughs> oh, God. Don't act like you don't love it. Uh, we flash back to the therapy sessions with Austin Theory and The Way. The Way of getting the therapy done. Theory just explains that Dexter needs a friend and he's lonely. Indy then says, I want to be his friend with benefits. Why is Indy so horny all of a sudden? Dude, I don't know, man, but... Dude, she needs to flick the bean or something, because... Show that beautiful bean-flicking footage. God damn. (laughs) Candace then chimes in and says... He has victims. 
Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, Cameron Grimes, the list goes on and on. Theory then says, he can be really weird at times. Indy then chimes in and says, I like it when he gets weird. (laughs) Candace continuously has fallen, uh, has phone vibrations, and is reading text messages. And the doctor calls her and asks, is that your husband testing you from outside? The doctor then opens the door, and Johnny basically falls through the fucking door and proceeds to ask, does anybody want Uber Eats? Anybody want anything? No? No? Anybody, anybody need anything? The, the, the doctor then kicks Indy Hartwell and Candace out of the room. The doctor then says, this is a safe space, Austin, and asks him, what happened in those three days? Two like i said earlier these things happen way too often with this group but also when they happen they're like three four segments a piece yeah like i feel like you could have condensed these four segments down to a shorter one segment version of this and i would have been perfectly okay with it yeah i'll take it L.A. Knight is in the building, and he's walking to the ring. I'm sorry, you said that wrong. It's L.A. Knight. I don't know if you uh, caught this in the background, but uh, Killing Dane discussing something with Alexander Wolf of Imperium. They did that last week, yeah. They started, they started planting that seed last week. Yeah. So but it, it, it was like it... really far back, though. In a yeah. fucking dark doorway. It looks like Imperium's trying to build, a uh, sort of expand the faction here in NXT. I like it. Yeah. Don't but be too many. Where's their leader? I feel like he's around somewhere. We just haven't seen him. I feel like he's like the invisible hand. To, you think not so? Don Callis, but. Yeah. <laughs> <yeah>. <clears throat> we then go to Isaiah Swerve Scott in a studio making some beats. Uh, Swerve don't care anymore, and he's going to take his. And you don't want to face someone who cares more than you do. Uh, okay, it was an okay promo. It was quick, short, sweet. So basically, he's gonna fucking take what's take what he wants. Does do what he wants. Yeah, um, I, I like the new direction with Swerve. This promo. Meh. Yeah, meh. Like, it was good, but it was just meh. L.A. Knight comes to the ring. Uh, this promo, very, very, very good. I, that's, what he, that's what he does. I didn't even take a fucking note on it because I was so in the fucking zone because he kept my attention. He fucking spoke some of the truth. And you know it, it was it was a really good promo. He brought up the fact that uh, he doesn't want to be considered the goat because that's way overplayed. Uh, he says he just wants to be known as L. A. Knight. Yeah. And he brought up Tom Brady. Uh, oh. Yeah. And was Tom Brady taken in the first round? No, sixth round. Yeah, he said first round. Good job, Ellie Knight. Do your fucking research, dick. Uh. 
I know. He finishes his promo, and out comes Bronson Reed. LA Knight's kind of like, what the fuck? But I was done, but why don't I get to go out back without somebody interrupting me? Mm. Uh, Bronson Reed versus Cameron. <laughs> Grimes. Grimes tries to buy his way out of this match, but Bronson punches him in the face once he counts to $600. Did you notice the big change for Grimes? The fucking music, baby. Well, that well, that's that too, yes. Okay. But he also now has crystals on his trunks. Oh, I didn't notice yes. that. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad that they kept that music for him. It's. I also love that he continues to blame everything bad that happens to him on Ted DiBiase. Ted I cannot wait for... This has got to be leading to something very small, but it'll be fucking fantastic, I think. Yeah, unfortunately, Ted DiBiase just signed a multi-year deal with AEW, so I don't know if he'll be able to get him, but, you know. Wait, what? <laughs> it's a joke. Never mind. Oh. Because okay. he's old. Haha, <laughs> I get it. An old star. Um, actually, no, but wouldn't this be a fantastic way to bring back, like, Ted DiBiase Jr.? Yeah, that's actually a pretty good point. Yeah. Uh, that's that's interesting. And now that you've said it, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> in three weeks we will get Cameron Grimes versus Tim Piazza Jr. <laughs> that fucking happens. I quit. I'm, I'm just I'm just not doing this show anymore. This motherfucker's got spoilers for fucking weeks ahead of time. Ugh. <sighs> Grimes hits the crossbody reversal for a two. I forget what the fuck it's called every single every time. Every week you do. It's called the collision course. Collision um, course. Uh, Vic Joseph. In this one. It, it, the it, size of Reed. It was yeah. just. It looked awesome. Uh, Vic Joseph calling it the Spanish Fly. Yes. Uh, big avalanche attack by Bronson Reed to get the control back. Uh, Grimes then tries to tries to leave, grabs his hat, but he is cut off with a tope by Bronson. That was well timed. I like that. Yeah, uh, you got a big dude that's gonna cut somebody off and timed it perfectly. Uh, and I love the fact that Grimes definitely grabs his hat before. Oh yeah. Stepping down the stairs. The only thing better would be after the tope when the hat fell off if he just froze. <laughs> Oh, my fucking God. Uh, so Grimes tosses... I'm sorry. Uh, Bronson tosses Grimes back in the ring, climbs up the ropes to deliver the tsunami splash, but L.A. Knight reappears. He tosses Grimes' hat in the ring, and the ref is throwing it away, and Knight hot shots Bronson on the top rope. Grimes hits the cave-in, and your winner is Cameron <laughs> Grimes. He got a fucking victory. Yeah, I'm really glad, because I, I mentioned I was worried too much about the losses and the comedy, mm-hmm. so at least this time he got the win, and I love when the camera pans away and he's just, like, laying on the aisle. Yeah. He looks up and he's like, kiss my grits. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So fucking fantastic. Uh, cool. Awesome. So I hope this wasn't just a win to try and get 
Bronson Reed to feud with L.A. Knight. I hope they continue this with Grimes. You I need him. Ha- L.A. Knight um, connected to Grimes because Grimes has the money, and L.A. Knight seems like the type of douchebag that will like pretend to befriend him to get all his money. Yeah, that's true. That is. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, three weeks we will get Cameron Grimes and L.A. Knight. <laughs> um, we then get a camera shot out back of William Regal and Adam Pierce having a little confrontation behind glass in an office, and we go to break. Yep. We come back in dinner time, and her guest is Caden Carter. Uh, she brings up the fact that Casey Cotanzaro tore her LCL. So she's going to be out for a little bit. Yep. Uh, Carter goes on to say that she's mad at Zia Lee, mad that Zia Lee took out her, her partner. Girl. Carter then challenges Zia to a match next week. Yep. Can't wait to see Carter get her head kicked off. Yep. More meh. <laughs> More meh. <laughs> uh, they show a recap of last ma- la- last week's match between Karrion Cross and Santos Escobar. Looking back on that match, that was a really good match. It was. We gave it a lot of credit. But no, like, like thinking about it even more, it was good. We then go flashback to the psychiatrist's office with Austin Theory. She asks him what really happened in those three days. He proceeds to tell her that he was in a room with boarded up windows, watching cartoons and eating cereal all day. Vacation. Huh? Vacation. He doesn't know why Dexter brought him back. And apparently, so, the lady said that she spoke with Dexter over the phone, and Austin's like, he doesn't speak. What are you talking about? She goes, oh, yes, he wouldn't shut up. Dexter could not wait to get rid of theory. Apparently, Dexter said your eating habits are unsightly. Your fashion senses, sense, your fashion is atrocious, and he was extremely disgusted with your infatuation with cutting off all of these shirts that show up, that show off your mediocre of abdominable section. Theory then looks absolutely devastated and starts to fucking bawl his eyes out. He runs out screaming, crying to Johnny. Johnny comes in and says, what did you do? What did she do to you? They carry Austin Theory out. Johnny proceeds to thank the lady and hands her a lot of cash but pulls a hundred bucks back and says, we need this for the arcades. He then yells to the group, guys, we're going to the Chuck E. Cheese. And the lady turns around and says, what a bunch of idiots. And that's the end of that. Well, I feel like you glossed over the most important part of that whole thing. Oh, maybe I did. Did I not catch it? Johnny looks at her and goes, hey, great job. Oh, yeah, Good yeah, work. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yes. So Johnny set this whole thing up to convince Dex- Austin that Dexter hated him. Yep. So Dexter never said any of that stuff. It was all designed so that Dexter, uh, John, that, ooh, Jesus, Austin would fall back in line and following Johnny rather than following Dexter. 
<laughs> Un-fucking believable. Great job. Yeah, I forgot to put that note in. Sorry. Uh, I mean, it doesn't do anything for Indy's problem, but... Oh, my God, dude. Super soaker. Seriously. Where? So where do we go from here? Does Austin Theory feud with Loomis? I and think then, Indy fucks him. I think that's where we're going. <laughs> that's where she going. He's going to be the biggest star in indie wrestling. Oh, this is going to be the fucking psychotic. You know what? Oh, my God. Psychotic ex-girlfriend, but she's by his side all the time. Gee, I wonder where I got that idea from. I don't know, man. Spoiler alert. Jason. Oh, my God. Fucking hate you. <laughs> I don't hate you, but, you know. Uh, next up, we get Ever Rise versus what we thought was going to be a returning Brizongo, but Brizongo was doing a moon landing entrance. Legato attacks Brizongo. Wait, wait, wait. They were doing what? A moon landing entrance. I don't think so. Oh, they absolutely were. No, I don't think so. What were they doing? I'm pretty sure they were landing on Uranus. It's always funny. (laughs) God God damn, that's such good shit. (laughs) Uh, So, Legato attacks Brizongo, and Everize gets out of the ring as Legato gets in the end, and they're still facing the ring. They're like, listen, we got no problem. And from behind, Santos Escobar comes out and whoops a couple of asses. He just fucking obliterated them. It was fantastic. And Legato didn't even help take out Everize. It was strictly just Santos beating the shit out of them. Uh, He gets in the ring and says, Do not mistake last week's events for my weakness, because if you do, this is what awaits you. This is what I've been waiting for from Legato Del Fantasma. Mm -hmm. Anger. It feels like the NXT tag team division is now. We talked about it being a little weak mm-hmm. not long ago, and it feels like they've completely restocked now. Yes. You got Imperium's back. You got the Vets. You've got Brizongo still there on the fringe. You've got Legato now built up. You've got <laughs> obviously MSK. You've got it's just one and two now. Thatcher and I, I don't think Thatcher and Chomp are going to be a long term team, but no. But it feels like you've got a very deep tag division now. Now you do. Damn right you do. And Just had to steal everybody from uh, NXT UK. And <laughs> there you go. Uh, now, I have a question for you, sir. Do you think that was Tyler Breeze under that hood? I don't know. No. Absolutely was not. showed his face. Absolutely was fucking not him. Nah. And That's I'm not even sure if that was Dongo, to be honest. No, Dongo it was, because when he did the, uh, he was laying on the floor, you could see his face. Oh, okay, all right. But yeah, they kept the helmet on, uh, Breeze. in quotation, Breeze. Yeah. So I don't think that was Breeze. I think Breeze is somewhere else, or he just couldn't maybe he's, show up maybe, there. Maybe whatever. he's horny for Dexter Loomis. Oh my god, maybe. So, yeah, that definitely wasn't him at all. 100%. Dinner time is with Mr. Regal, 
and she asks him about asks about him and Adam Pierce's conversation. Uh, he then informs her that after the actions of tonight, next week you'll make he'll make an announcement that will change the landscape of NXT. It could be the women. I, I'm. I don't want to see it. I, I really don't. But if they, I'm ho- really hoping they don't introduce NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. It feels like it. I don't want it. NXT actually has the women to support that type of division. It now. does, but how many fucking like. You haven't seen Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch on TV uh, uh, in a match for what six weeks now? Sure, but you have three titles for men to go after and one for women. Yeah, but so this whole time you could have done that, and just because you could okay, have but, had... but 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 it gives you something. It gives you another reason outside of the Dusty Cup tournament to put more women's matches on TV. It gives you something to do with Candice and Indy when they're not involved in a... Really, I mean, who are Candice and Indy going to work with at this point? Shotzi and Ember, it keeps them occupied. You know, so you you definitely have a... And plus, they've just signed a shit ton of new female talent. That is true. So you got a lot of females. you got to find a way to work TV time in for all of these women. Or... The women are or getting what their if, own what show. what if NXT's women are getting their own show yep, on the network? Yep. I wouldn't mind it if it was on the network, a weekly thing, but then that's another fucking show we got to cover. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'd be all for it. I mean, it would be interesting to see if they would still put women's matches on NXT on... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, it would be NXT. NXT, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Wait, did you just assume that show's gender? So. Well, it would be a women's show, so yeah. <laughs> it was a joke, but. No, I know, it just wasn't a clever one. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> but, <laughs> Trust me, I know about not funny jokes. I make them all the time on this show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, yeah, I mean. Do they put regular, just women, do they put still put, yeah, what the fuck? Do they still put women's matches on USA's NXT show? I think you would have to just to increase the profile of the women. Yeah. Good. I'm interested to see what this now, it obviously has to do with the women's division, that's a given. Or it's just that NXT is moving to Tuesday. Maybe. Starting the week before WrestleMania. Maybe it's going to three hours. Oh, God. (laughs) More Leon Ruff. No, No, I don't want that. I don't want a (laughs) three-hour NXT. It's not that I don't like NXT, but two hours is enough. It's a perfect time. I I loved it when it was one hour, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for your main event of the evening. Ding, 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 motherfucker! Finn Balor versus Roderick Strong. 
How come I can hear every sound effect you do, but not Troy? It's weird. It's, it's me. Uh, grappling the start, the match, both men looking for a quick win until Roderick, Roderick hits probably one of the hardest smacked sounding chops I've heard in quite some time. Now, I looked. I couldn't find any evidence of these two having wrestled each other one-on-one before. Really? This might have been a first time. I looked. I didn't see anything. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then they go back to grappling. After a couple minutes, Roderick then hits a brutal backbreaker, bringing us to box. We come back, and Roddy is in full control. Balor works on Roddy's arm a little bit until Roddy picks him up while in an arm bar and delivers a backbreaker that looked stiff as fuck. There was one point in this match where they were watching a replay of Roddy doing a backbreaker <laughs> while Roddy did a backbreaker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was actually that spot. It was that spot. A lot of backbreakers yeah. in this match. Yeah. Uh, Balor hooks up a grounded camel clutch and Roddy gets to the ropes to break the hold. Uh, sorry. Uh, Finn hits his running chop spot in the corner and on the third time, Roddy recovers and hits a clothesline to come back. Uh, running forearms along the ropes from Roddy and hits the strong slam and then picked him up and delivers a double underhook powerbomb for a very close two. Finn attempts the shotgun dropkick, but Roddy just steps back, lets Finn drop, and hooks up the stronghold. It was so basic, but it was so nice. Yeah, that's good. He literally just took a step back and was like, Haha, fuck you. I'm going to fucking destroy your back. Uh, Balor tries to reverse it into a pin, but Strong reverses his attempt to reverse into a pin, and Roddy gets a pin for a very close two that I honestly bid on. Yeah, it came very close. Like, I, I totally bid on it, too. You're right. I was like, holy shit, that was fucking close. Yeah, uh, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Strong hooks up a fireman's carry looking for a double uh, gut buster. But Finn turns it into a double stomp that looked fucking gross. It was a cave-in. He hit the cave-in. Basically, yeah. And, but, oh, oof, Finn then hits the shotgun drop kick in the corner, then hits the coup de grace, and then hits the 1916 in your winner. That was a nasty 1916. It was. He kind of, <laughs> like, turned it a little bit. Yeah. It looked really nice. Really spiked him. It was nice. Finn Balor is your victor for this match. After his hand gets raised, he notices Adam Cole is at the top of the rampway. They both do their poses as we go off the air. Before the next portion, what did you think of this match, sir? A show full of meh. This thing stood out. Oh, yeah. uh, it was excellent match. We talk all the time with Roddy. The question is, like, does he have chemistry with the guy? If he has chemistry with the guy, the match is going to be really, really good. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, like, dream, you're going to have a series of matches that are just sort of, like, feel incomplete. Mm-hmm. Um, they had great chemistry. This match was really, really good. Yeah, uh, I would definitely like to see this again. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't Kyle O'Reilly Finn levels, which is, I think, now the standard we're going to hold most of these TV matches to. Yep. Uh, but... 
it was our Dunn. I'm sorry, Dunn and uh, oh, Dunn and Finn. Dunn and Kyle was a TV. Dunn and match. Kyle, yeah. Jesus. Um, but yeah, I, I I I really enjoyed this as a TV main event. Hundred percent. Yeah, this. Was, I, I uh, wish the title had been on the line, just because it would add that little extra oomph to that like near fall that was so good. But and, and I would have bit even fucking harder on that uh, eh. pinning combination. But oh. yeah, a very good match. They like you said, they had very good chemistry. Uh, I I definitely want to see this again. I would not hate it at all. No, not at all. So, uh, now when we go went off the air. Um, by the way. Ten minutes after they were supposed to be off the fucking air, by the way. Uh, USA gives them an overrun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, WWE.com posted that after this, those uh, Cole actually ended up going to the ring. They got in a fucking shoving match a little bit in each other's face. Cole got brought to the back. But Cole came back out. They got in each other's face. It was basically just a fucking tit-tat match. Yeah. For a minute. Um, so next week we get Finn Balor versus Adam Cole. Bye-bye. For the NXT Championship. Yep. How do you feel about that? <sighs> We're also getting the women's title next week, too. Uh-huh. Big, big show. Um, I don't hate it. I feel like if you're doing this right before you have a WrestleMania takeover, there's got to be a reason. So I... I'm sort of thinking maybe they're doing the switch here. To get really to uh, so, huh? to get to Kyle and Cole at the Mania Takeover. Hmm. Somebody comes out, Valter maybe, comes out and costs Finn the, the match, given that they were supposed to have their match at TakeOver UK. Um, possibly, but uh, I could also see Roddy... Going to hit Cole to fuck him over on the title, but accidentally hitting uh, Finn, costing the match. Or we find out that Roddy and, and Cole were in cahoots the whole time. I don't know. He fucking hit him pretty hard in the dick last week. They do that shit all the time. To do a swerve. I don't care who the fuck you are. I'm not letting my friend punch me in my dick. If he pulls it, it makes it look good, but it's not really hitting you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll find out. All answers will come to fruition next week. Right. So, Jason, um, I think I, th- I think we're in a... Are you ready to tell me the match you should go back and watch? talking to your voice there. Um, yeah, this was easy this week. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, was, it was Finn and Roddy. Everything else was pretty bland. Uh, if you got, if, if you want to fast forward through some shit, I would go and watch the. Uh, if you want to watch one segment, I, I, I kind of enjoyed the therapy sessions. I'm not gonna mm. lie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you've seen, if you've seen any of the other Gargano segments, you've pretty much seen those. Yeah. Other, uh, other than horny indie. If you're into horny indie, yes, check. I don't know. Out, getting but... therapied on was kind of funny too. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, ladies and gentlemen, as always, we want to thank you so very, very much for giving us a listen here. Uh, please don't forget to go to rundownwrestling.com and check out our Patreon, all those good things. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, FaceSpace, all that good stuff, man. We're, we're on socials. Interact with us. Please feel free to comment on our website or any of our posts. And uh, Jason... Why don't you want to 
Yes, that means we will NXT you next week. Oh, yeah. Bye. Listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundown wrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>